Glad Hickman's in a good mood, you know. I'm glad he didn't play Natural Woman. We kick off hour number two of the program. It's brought to you by the Knoxville TV Employees Credit Union. Check them out online at tvacreditunion.com. Uh, Tweeter let us know that David Shaw got fired, so... No, I know. I'm just saying he misses. I was just saying he missed his window. Did he get fired or did it was like a mutual agreement uh, for him I to move along? Can you can you mute your phone? That'd be good. Oh, why does how does it start playing? It was already paused. <sighs> weird. Yeah, I'm glad Hickman's in a good mood too. You're over there half asleep. All right, Hickman, looks like it's you and me. I'm asleep. It says the Broncos. Broncos are looking at David Shaw and D'Amico Ryan's as finalists for the head coaching job. D'Amico Ryan's really? That's something. What? He's gonna be. He's hot commodity. Forty yeah. Niners D coordinator. Mm-hmm. All right. It's a way to go. You're getting old, Chris. When you can remember where a guy played his college football, his NFL football, his NFL assistant coaching, and then comes a head coach. It's like, okay, I remember mm-hmm. when this guy was a kid. And now he's like, yeah, premier names on the on the board. Could announce as early as today. Coaching uh, coaches hot. <laughs> why would they go? Why would they go defense? I mean, if you're going to go defense, the guy from the 49ers would be the guy to get. I don't disagree. Have they? So have they interviewed him? I didn't think they were allowed to interview they him can't. until. No, they can. They can request, right? But he can't. But he, how could they announce today if they can't interview him until after the Super Bowl, or at least their season's over? Maybe they don't. They don't even need to interview him. They're just. He's accepted. <laughs> we're not even talking to him. When you know, you know. <laughs> was their defense really the problem this year, or was it the fact that Russell Wilson couldn't complete a pass? Anyway, we'll 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 Coaches get back to hot that. dot com update. Mm. Love to do these updates when we're not nowhere near it. Well, Pruitt was number one for a long we're time. Literally on the opposite end. Like whoever, whichever guy got the last extension. This in this case, Josh Heupel. I feel like that coach by default ranks last on the coaches' hot seat, right? In all of college football. And that just makes sense. Some would argue that making this much money increases the heat on the seat. <laughs> well, there is that. I don't know. In a weird way. Uh, number one, Pat Fitzgerald Northwestern. Because his money's up there. Now, obviously, Apple makes more. But, yeah, he's he's the first guy where you're like, eh, okay. Because, you know, but a few years ago, they were in the Big Ten Championship game, you know, mm-hmm. out of nowhere. Kind of remind me of Sonny Dykes a little bit. Like, if, if TCU's like, Never this, never playoff good again in his tenure. Like that's the way Northwestern was. People for a joke, but if, brief moment. if they wouldn't have got upset by Michigan State that year and had beaten Ohio State in the championship game, they would have been in the playoffs. Well, yeah. I like. I just. I know. Like, just. <laughs> it's crazy to think. You know, you know if, if we'd have beat Georgia and not dropped that to South Carolina, we'd have probably been in the playoffs. If Tennessee had beaten Georgia and beat South Carolina. I mean. As long as we don't blow it in Atlanta. Like, Georgia's not in the playoff, and uh, Tennessee was probably national champs. Like, it's just crazy here in that scenario with Northwestern. Okay. That's that's pretty much what I was alluding to. I know. Number two, Danny Gonzalez, New Mexico. Number three, 
Jimbo Fisher, <sighs> yep. Texas A and M. I'd have had him at one. <laughs> I think of- I would too, honestly. But I, I don't know. I guess I kind of understand why. Number four hits close to home. Butch Jones, Arkansas oh, State. Oh, no. I feel bad for Arkansas State. I don't. God. Read the room. Look at what. Like, call some people. That's a good point. Can you point. not call his references? Who would Butch Jones' references be? Peyton Manning. <laughs> I love how you said it in his voice. Antonio Brown. <laughs> yeah, there's another real good one. Call my good buddy Peyton. I mean, well, Saban. Peyton doesn't yeah, know much Sa- about Sa- He probably coaches. really did have Saban as a reference. Yeah, yeah. Saban. Um, Brian Kelly. He coached Brian Kelly, I think. No, he followed Brian Kelly. I, mean, I don't know that they're bros. I don't picture Brian Kelly being bros with many people. Or Butch Jones for that. <laughs> what does Butch Jones do for fun? He sits around and looks at his watch collection, doesn't he? Yeah. Polishes them. Yeah. yeah. And goes and gets his car washed. Uh huh. That comes with the hot seat. And his crew cut. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mario Cristobal is five. Neil Brown, West Virginia, six. Wow, Cristobal, five? Yeah. That was quick. <laughs> Honeyman's over. Uh, Jeff Hathaway, Never had one. Boston College. Brent Venables is at eight. Mel Tucker's at nine. Billy Napier, ten. Huh. Yeah. Let's see. Other notables. Shout out to Mike Norvell for finally climbing off that list. Justin Wilcox is at 16. Uh, apparently, Sean Elliott has you know ridden that Tennessee win here as, as Georgia State's head coach yes. for long enough because he's now at 17. Wow. Dana Holgerson's at 18, Houston. That probably looked really good at the time, and then after all the stuff with Pruitt, you're like, eh, maybe that wasn't as good of a win as we thought. Uh, uh, Tony Elliott is at 29, Virginia. We face off with them to start the season, obviously. Yes. Matt Campbell's at 26. And Eli Drinkwitz, didn't he just get an extension at 27? Yeah. Like, during the season, I think. Yeah, like, that would have made, like, if I was a Missouri fan, I would be livid. Yeah. Even if I kind of like drink, I'm like, okay. Who wants him? This guy's, yeah, this guy's kind of fine. I know we're not good, but. He's probably doing as well as anybody else, but why are we paying him more money? They were pretty close in a couple games. I'm, <laughs> Think I'm just, about that. Though. I know. I'm just saying, like they we're for, pretty close. Let's no, hang on. Though they should have beat Auburn. Well, yeah. I mean, the running back has the ball going across the goal line, yeah, and then Chunkers, just the field goal guy missed the extra. Chunkers <laughs> <laughs> missed the extra point. I mean, just get that momentum moving forward. I feel like you can't miss the damn. I mean, he upright. he almost beat Georgia. A guy can kick. I mean, kick his coach. both his kick. actual nickname. Like, his uh, non-offensive nickname, I believe, is the thicker kicker. Thicker kicker. They sh- chunker. You ever see a guy really struggling from the free throw line, and so he shoots it from like a couple feet back? Mm-hmm. Like maybe that's what they can you do that with an extra point? Hey, uh, I know just we, take a penalty. Uh, yeah, yeah, a couple delay games. That probably would have worked for <laughs> Mar. Hey, this isn't an extra point. It's a field goal. <laughs> Put it on a different hash. Make him think about it. <laughs> you get to pick that, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. Stupid. <laughs> College, it's right there. I mean, it's like you you have to shank it pretty bad to not get it to go through the uprights in college. Didn't LSU miss an extra point against Florida State in well, week one? It got one? It blocked. Well, it was low. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. 
<sighs> nice not to be on this list, at least for a while. Any other SEC coaches on there? No. I kind of miss it. Stoops didn't make it after this year? No. no I guess he got a big raise in extension, too. Yeah. I mean, imagine being a Kentucky fan right now. Nope. So. <laughs> Won't do it. You think Can't do it. Do you think he'll take the Iowa job whenever – Ference hangs it yeah, up. which has got to be soon, you would imagine. If they offer it to him, I think he would be gone in a heartbeat. He should take it. I don't know that he would. Well, he'd get a raise, right? Like, they'd have to give him nine-plus mil a year. I mean, actually, and I think I, I think his contract Iowa. over the life of it, that's what he's going to make, is like close to nine. Take. I mean, Iowa has – they got football money. They could. He could go there and make ten. Don't, don't they need an offensive coach? <laughs> Look at what he did to Will Levis. I mean, good oh God, God, that <laughs> offense was cooking. If he can get Cohen to go with him, it might work out. It's going to be another great year for Kentucky because they're going to start off – Four and oh, and then uh, have host Florida. So if they win that one, they'll be five and oh, just mm. cloud nine. This this is our year to compete. For We're East back, baby. As they go to Sanford Stadium to take on Georgia, week six, get their eyes pounded shut, probably. Then Missouri, then a bye week, then Tennessee at Missouri. Nope, at home. Mm. We are at Missouri this year. Pretty cake schedule. I mean, they should be six and one or five and two when they play us. So get ready for the hype train. That's probably good though. I kind of want Kentucky to feel like it's a big game because our guys. That's a tough spot in the schedule. I want them to be like, oh, I don't want them to be like the South Carolina game this year where it's like, oh, well, you know, we'll go down there and win. I want them to be like, hey, Kentucky might be good this year. You better. They'll be ready to play. Then they close at Mississippi State, Alabama, at South Carolina. He's going to win. That's another cake schedule. Eight and four. Yeah, probably. I mean, that's two, three, four. It is funny yeah, how they seven, build five, him up. Eight, like four. he's he wins seven games consistently. Well, yeah, when you give him seven wins on his schedule when every you, year, when you open with Ball State, Eastern Kentucky, and Akron. And your and your toughest non conference game. I mean, is- we've played two of those three the last two years. <laughs> yeah, but your toughest non conference game is. Oh, did we play two? Of- no, we played. Did didn't- we Louisville. open with Ball State this year? We played Ball we State and played, Akron we this year. We haven't played Eastern Kentucky. No, no. I know. Well, no, we haven't played Eastern. We Kentucky. at least had Pittsburgh right there in the middle of our three game. Well, they got they got Louisville right? at the end though, and Louisville's on the up and up. Maybe you think Akron will be diving at their quarterback's knees the whole game. It, well, likely. I mean, I'm not comparing it to us. I'm glad Tennessee's playing more of a cake out of conference. Like, yeah, well, we get Bam every year, so everyone else can shut it. We don't need the Oklahoma game on the schedule. That type of game. I mean, maybe now that won't be so bad, but Virginia's is about as high as I'd like to go. Pitt, Virginia, like that's perfect. That's just enough to, you know, like keep you focused in the offseason. Wet the whistle. And yeah, right. <laughs> let's get back in SEC play. Wasn't Ryan Day talked about after they got smoked by Michigan? Being on the hot seat. Mm, oh, yeah. Then probably it cooled off because they snuck into the playoff. And um, actually looked pretty good against George. I'd say he's fine now, but yeah, they. Yeah, in a weird Ohio, way. Ohio State fans are livid with him. In a weird way, Georgia blasting TCU really helped Ryan Day. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. the loss to Not Georgia. in a weird way, in a, in a big way. Yeah. Okay. Well, then you probably have some that don't care because <laughs> you can't lose to Michigan up there. Well, but, he's done it two years in a row. Yeah. Both of those programs have have fired coaches throughout the course of history who have won a lot of games but can't 
win the the game. You know, if it goes three or four years in a row, other coaches, whichever coach is losing, is usually done. No matter if they're winning every other game. I know we led the show off joking about tonight's game against Georgia yeah. having ticket prices of $5. According to Tennessee, the Texas, Auburn, and Alabama games are already sold out. Okay, okay. People are just picking their spots. Also, I saw some people complaining about the ticket price increase and the nixing of the Vol Pass as one of the reasons the environment at Thompson Bowling Arena is not as uh, good. You think the fans are just kind of trying to make sure we peak in March, too? Oh. You know, let's not get too hyped too early. Yeah, could be. I mean, we could were all, be a little of that, little wait and see, kind of prove it to me type of thing. We were all excited for being number one in the country, you know, a couple years, a few years ago. But mm-hmm. now, like that, the shine's kind of off that. We okay, even, we even did it in football. So now it's like we feel like we're, you know, we're more basketball fans. I mean, hell, North Carolina is the, the team that got accused of having a wine and cheese crowd the most when I was first getting into college basketball. Really, and they were always really good. Yeah, the Dean Dome. I mean. The Duke fans will make fun of that all the time. Mm. Even the NC State folks when they were good. Maryland when they're in the ACC, because they would always because at Carolina, the ritzy rich would always be on the you know on both sidelines. You couldn't see the students ah uh, like you could at Cameron Indoor, of course. And people would say that They'd be like, well, I mean, it gets loud in there for like the Duke game, but it's not the same as some of these other venues. Too big. Or is it just yeah, orientation? I think that's part of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not really fair to compare a normal arena to Cameron Indoor Stadium. It's kind of a whole different. Well, it's setup. just it's just a weird argument too. It's like, oh, this is a crazy. Env- it's also like it's a it's a Cracker Box gym. Yeah. Like I mean, it's it's legendary and it gets crazy in there, but it's small. Yeah. It's so small. Mm-hmm. I mean, seventy percent of the people in there are Duke students for the games. I would say, right? Not seventy. It feels that way. Sixty, but if you've been in there, maybe, probably thirty, but that's still a lot. It's where they put them too. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean it looks like a like a small college, you know. Yeah. Multi-use facility. If you go in there when the student sections are like the bleachers are pulled back, it looks really weird. Mm-hmm. Do you think there's ever a day in Duke history where it's like, hey guys, we're gonna start funding for a new basketball arena on campus here? I, I, yeah, I, I mean the day will come, I, but I, I don't think it's anywhere close. I don't think so. I mean that, they'll just keep renovating it, making it nicer and nicer. But I mean sometimes the place is just too special. Certainly a bucket list venue. We went over there one time. We were at team camp at Carolina, and they they're having an individual camp at Duke. Chris Collins just laid into this poor middle school post player because he laid down the court <laughs> so funny like you can't do that all the campers well all the campers were sitting there listening to him you know do a talk like in between, oh and he laid oh in between sessions yeah. this kid i guess he was just tired he just laid hmm. down <laughs> oh baby yeah don't do that yeah it was it's pretty bad we'll come back with more stick with us right here on fan run radio
Hour two continues right here on Fan Run Radio. It's three and out. Nate Hodges, Houston Crest, Adam Hickman, intern Brett. If you miss any portion, you can always check out the podcast. Tonight it is Tennessee hosting the Georgia Bulldogs. They are six and sorry, thirteen and six, three and three in league play. Tennessee is sixteen and three, six and one in SEC play. Um I guess it could be considered a trap game since he's 16 and a half point favorites though. So the uh, trap is set. It's it's there. Uh Mississippi State plays at Alabama and A&M at Auburn. Those are your other ranked SEC games tonight. As we look at Georgia, uh Kim Palm's prediction is that Tennessee has a 94% chance to win. Final score prediction of 74-57. So right there on that 16-and-a-half line, you know, going with a 17-point spread. It's amazing how the line and his metrics always line up. Uh, Georgia Mm -hmm. is 120th in the country at offensive efficiency. They are 78th in the country on the defensive end. They're 171st in adjusted tempo. Fairly slow team. They – shoot the ball horrendously. Their effective field goal percentage is 48.8. That's 249th in the country. They turn the ball over a ton, 273rd in the country. They do get a lot of offensive rebounds, but that's pretty, you know, I mean, that's... When you miss a lot of shots. That's even on percentage, they're good on the offensive glass. We need to, you know, box out, rebound well. Mm -hmm. Uh, They do get to the line fairly well. They're 38th in the country there. Um, on defense, they're 41st in effective field goal percentage. So expect a defensive game tonight, as Tennessee obviously is still number one. Uh, Three-point percentage, defense, they're 14th in the country. So, Wasn't LSU really good at three-point defense, too, and we hit 12? Do you think that uh, that number gets skewed for teams that are bad at, like, yeah, uh, LSU was 31st in that uh, with that number. And we tied our SEC record for most, yeah. and we had a lot of open looks. I just wonder – but I don't – but it's weird. LSU's defense is, was ranked terribly. Georgia's defense is ranked good, so it, it may just depend on yeah, but they're three, where they focus LSU's three-point defense was supposed to be pretty good. Yeah, but compared to their – No, overall, I know, I know. It's just weird, so – Everybody's just scoring twos normally against LSU, but we, you know, we'd rather take a three basically with our guys yeah. a lot of times. Yeah. Uh, Georgia from three is okay. They're kind of in the average range from two. They're god awful, 281st in the country. That's why they can't shoot. Well, free throw line, they're okay, 74%, 83rd in the country. Uh, they're just kind of average in their best categories and then really bad at shooting. So they're not a good basketball team. They've lost their last two to Kentucky and Vanderbilt. They did win the two before that against Mississippi State and Ole Miss. Their best win on the season was at home, 76-64, over the Auburn Tigers. That was the open SEC play on January 4th. Oh, that's right. I had forgotten about that. That's a nice win. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've beaten one team, Auburn, that's in the top 50? Yeah, 50. Okay. Yeah. 
uh, all of their non-conference wins are to teams outside the well, outside the top two hundred, except for Notre Dame and Chattanooga, who are both barely in the top one fifty. And then in conference, they beat Ole Miss and Mississippi State, who are both in the top one hundred, but not in the top fifty. So not a good basketball team. So what you're saying is. It's a good take care of business night. Taking care of business. Absolutely. I like that. Do you want to know what Odd Shark says? Not really, but you're going to tell me anyway. Mm-hmm. What the hell was that? I chuckled. I think that was a snicker. Why? Is that a snicker? You know, Odd Shark got the last game almost perfect. Do you know that? You know, they almost got the game, the last score. What did they say it was? Basically, what I predicted, and I was off by four. I switched it a little bit. I gave us more points. We had 77. I think they had us at 76.8. Just saying. Odd Shark tonight has us at 78 to 58. 78. Okay. 20 points. That score at least makes sense. I like it. Yeah, you didn't think last week's made sense, and they nailed it. Just saying. Hmm. Any nerves about tonight? No. What about the crowd? The crowd might not be there. What's the line for LSU? They've not been there all year. Ooh, what was the line for the LSU? I can't remember. Because I remember Brett was a little nervous, just, you know. Was it 10 and a half? Oh, was it was like 13 and a half. Maybe it was 12 and a half and went to 13 and a half. I mean, that was the only nerves we had in that one, so I don't know why. And then we just rolled them. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how you'd be nervous tonight at home. You're going to get Mike White's best shot, you know. It's a family affair in town tonight <laughs> oh, there for you this go. matchup. There you go. So. See, you're finding something. Find something to worry about. Who knows? Who's in, who's out? Yeah, are we, are we full bore now? Was Plosich just sick? Did he get what Tyreek Key had? I think so. Or was it the ankle? Remember he had the ankle thing? I think he, no, they said he woke up sick. Okay. And that Vescovy and Phillips were also feeling a little sick, but, but were able tough, to play through so it. they played through it. It's going around, you know? What are you? So if we start the smaller lineup, Plovitz, is, is he behind Adu in the pecking order? I doubt it. That's a weird, yeah. That's a good question. Should be. Probably not. What are you? Wait, I mean, wait, 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 wait. They're after, probably both after Kentucky, you came in here and you were like, "Well, wow." I mean, and now you're out on Plazic because he missed the game. I'm not out on him. I still, I still think Adu should be. I'm just saying starting. now that you start Combo at the five. I mean, I don't know how your rotation works. Right, because both the bigs are starting on the bench instead of one starting and one coming in. Right. Yeah. So that's mine. Well, the rotation always has a big guy. It starts for them. Braylon Bridges, six eleven, two forty five. Senior. I'm I'm still upset with Hickman hating on Plovzic. I'm not. Yes, you are. Hey, uh, Hickman, we got a really cool double first name for Uh-oh. Georgia. Let me. Is it? You want to take a shot? You want me to give? You, I'll give you some hints. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh. Uh. Is that first, the, is that the hint? No. First name. First name is a book of the Bible. Second name is. The Great. He's already toast. The Great? Yeah. John Alexander. Oh, close. It was Matthew Alexander. Ah. Yeah. It's a good guess. It's Matthew Alexander Moncrief. <laughs> yeah. What? We're trying to get the first name, the double first name. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought you were saying his last name was a, a first name. 
Oh, no, like no, someone no, named Charlie no, I was, Charles. Or I was something. just going Bible name and got and, the hyphen in there on the first yeah, name. Yeah, the gray. Yes. I, I figured he could get the Alexander. So, yeah, I feel like John, like a, a single digit, or si- single digit, a single syllable first name would. I like that though. Single Alexander. digit. It's a single digit name. Sam, Carl, <laughs> Chuck, Matthew Alexander. Man, you know when that boy got in trouble, he knew it. His mom was like, "Matthew Alexander, my catcher, over here." I think you're kind of taking some liberties there on his personal life that I don't think you need to be taking. We don't know enough about his personal life to I'm make sure make never, statements like that. I'm sure he never got in trouble. He may not have. Maybe he was a really good kid. Angel. Like me. Okay. Uh, their starting lineup, their depth chart over the most you know most frequent lineup, all that jazz was uh, is Terry Roberts at the point. He is also considered their go-to guy. He's thirty-two uh, percent from three, six-foot-three point guard, hundred eighty-pound senior. You got uh, Marjaz McBride at the two guard, six-two-one eighty. Cario Aquindo, the small forward, six-four-two twenty junior. Matthew Alexander Moncrief plays the four, six-eight-two fifteen, and Braylon Bridges, six-eleven-two forty-five at the five. Okay. Jabri Abder Rahim. Looks like the same. I think it's Abdur. Abdur, what did I say? Abdur. That's how they say it here in East Tennessee. (laughs) Abdur. That's all Abdur Rahim right there. (laughs) Jabri. There you go, the Georgia Bulldogs. (laughs) Veteran team, three seniors, two juniors. Have not heard of a single player on their team. They have two players averaging. Double figures, Terry Roberts and Kerio Oquindo. And then no one else above eight. Okay. At least they're not playing there. For a variety of reasons, yes. A nice home game tonight, a couple days to, hey, maybe this is good, Nate. Maybe since we play on Wednesday, Barnes won't run them before Texas. Yeah, it's a good point. Yeah, I make good points sometimes. I mean... A ho hum, like get up on them early and cruise would be nice, especially with the Wednesday game. Scooter's upset. He thought it was going to be Exodus Gatsby. Rats. <laughs> I thought that's funny. That would be pretty. The cool. great. The great yeah. Exodus. I can see it. Old Revelation Gatsby. <laughs> Let's hit a break. Ezra. Esther. I mean, one of the prophets would have been great. Yeah, Nehemiah. <laughs> or it could have been the wall. His last name Wall. The Great Wall. <laughs> Genesis Wall. <laughs> My happiness. But all that thought you've given me is conscience, I guess. If I were walking in your shoes, I wouldn't worry enough. Are you and your friends are worried about me? I'm having lots of fun. Galloping flowers on the wall. You know, people love trivia, Chris. Kangaroo. Yeah. What? Well, you know, like I 
just create a little question there for a little puzzle <laughs> for Hickman, and now everybody's playing along. Yeah, Hezekiah Bambino is going to light us up tonight. Light us up. He meant to type. Never mind. Is that even a book of the Bible? Yeah. Habakkuk. 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 Yeah. I'm studying Second Chronicles right now. Mm. Do you know Chronicles is just like a... I don't know if recapitulation is the right word, but it's just the time of the you know the kings and judges, but it's from the perspective of of God. But it's the same, mostly the same source. There are a couple war reports in there that aren't in the other books, though. A war report, yeah, pretty fascinating. Interesting, yeah. Well, mainly, you know, if you have the uh, if you have the bigger army and you win a you win a war, like well, you might think you won it because you had the bigger army, but when when your army's smaller and you win, then it's like, well... That's bragging rights. Well, you usually you attribute that to God, so... Mm. It's kind of like coaching in basketball. Okay. Like, if Rick Barnes wins tonight, people will be like, well, yeah, Tennessee's just better. But... If he wins the Natty... Then they'll be like, oh, that's coaching. Got him over the hump, you know? Mm. Had no business beating, I don't know. There's not even a team this year. There's I know. There's not even a like, lottery pick team. It's a good thing, I think. Well, yeah. Good year to be good, as we said on the football field. Exactly. I choked. <sighs> hey. What? I'm still bitter. I can tell, and you need to knock it off. I'm trying to sound worse than Hickman. What? C-Pain's mad because Georgia's football schedule is so easy. Speaking of the Bulldogs. I mean, I don't know how to talk about their basketball team. I don't either. Uh, their football, look, we made fun of Kirby for oh. saying we have to schedule tougher to I make the college football play. He's doing it right now. UT Martin, Ball State, South Carolina, UAB, travels to Auburn. Oh, toughy. Then, hey, don't, don't count out freeze. Then Kentucky at home. Has to travel to Vanderbilt by week before the Jacksonville cocktail party. Then Missouri's back at home. Ole Miss is at home. I mean, literally the only game on their schedule, and the broadcast team said this during the Natty. Yes. Is at Tennessee. It's us. We, we are, You thought he practiced a little bit. You thought their defense worked a little on Tennessee a little all last uh, year. Oh, that's a really good point. Dude, They've got the whole season. Every practice is going to be like, uh, it's going to be like, Half the week, yeah. half it's gonna be like Tennessee. we're getting ready for UT Martin, and uh, we're actually prepping for another Tennessee team, Tennessee Volunteers. Here's the scout. Pretend like we're playing them this week. By the way, ten minutes before we run out against UT Martin, I'll show you some of their formations just to make sure you're yeah. not completely surprised. Don't you think that's what happened with the Missouri and Kentucky game? Like they ran eight defensive plays. And probably less on offense. Just said, hey, when it's time, we'll Maybe, call some stuff. But it's also just that human emotional aspect, too. Yeah. I mean, it's. They were both on the road, dude, too. Dude, you go to Missouri. Like, you go out to Missouri and tell me how excited you're going to be about it, you know, just to be there. You know, honestly, there's like most SEC stadiums. I'm like, you know, I, I wouldn't mind watching a game there one mm -hmm. time. Not Missouri. Not Missouri at all. I mean, 0.0. .0 Interest ever good in pizza over there? Apparently, what? I don't know. I'm, everybody talks about the pizza over there. Over where? In Missouri, the state. 
Yeah. What does that have to do with their football stadium? I'm just saying. You said you'd never be excited to go to Missouri. I can find good pizza here. Plenty of it. Oh, that was the thing where you're in St. Louis. We're like, oh, there's a St. Louis-style pizza? Okay. Didn't really Really? What is it? I don't know. Um, Did you have it? No, I didn't. It's kind of thin crust, I guess. Like super thin? Uh Authentic, yeah, like cracker thin crust, edge to edge. I can go toppings. for I can go for that sometimes. It says authentic St. Louis style pizza, cracker thin crust, edge to edge toppings, homemade sauce, and of course, cheese. Yeah, yeah. Prevel cheese is icing it. What is it? P R O V E L. Prevel. It's got the little registered trademark beside it. I don't know. That must what be a St. Louis cheese, I guess. I don't know. A white processed cheese. Okay. So and it, it and it has to be cut in squares. So it is no, it know, is like a flat Velveeta bread. white. Okay. Cannot be like a pie. It has to be cut in squares. It's authentic St. Louis style pizza. Oh, who cares? Same. That's part of their deal is you got to cut it into squares. Apparently, I don't make the rules. I thought Missouri's go to is barbecue. Is that just yeah. Kansas City? It's mostly Kansas City, but Missouri's known for, they're known for barbecue. Kansas and Missouri. Yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of barbecue mm-hmm. out there. It's a wet wet oh, barbecue. Dude, that's where we ate before the baseball game out there. It was a barbecue place. It was really good. Oh, I would hope so. Can't remember the name of it. Cut wet barbecue's better. Well, what do you mean though? Like you like, like when you say wet, you're talking like you know, like the the common trend around here I've noticed lately is that you just sauce on the side. If you're like eating ribs or something. I, I prefer sauce on the side because I'm a I'm a dipper, and I like to get at least a couple bites of just the ribs the way they were smoked. Yeah. Like I think sweet peas ribs are unbelievable, so they don't even need that much sauce. But a little bit, and I like having three different sauces and kind of yeah. mix it up. You know, go a little spicy over here, a little yeah. vinegary here. The weird stuff is, and I'm not saying it's weird. I've had it before. It's pretty good. The North Carolina barbecue, where they don't put tomatoes in the sauce. Mm-hmm. It's just vinegar, vinegar and sugar. It's different. It's good. It's different. Very very wet. Like when you eat a burger, it kind of sogs into the bun. A little more so than like a barbecue sauce. Yeah, I like it. My grandparents lived in an area that had a bunch of that barbecue. Do you know Carolina. why there's no tomatoes in uh, North Carolina barbecue sauce? I do not. Do you want to know? Was there a shortage at some point? Nope. Okay, why? There was an abundance. Oh. But King's... In England, when we started to settle North Carolina, we're dying from tomato poisoning. But what it actually was was the acid from the tomato leaking onto lead plates. And then when they would eat the tomato, the acid had dissolved some of the lead, and they were ingesting the lead, mm. dying, but they blamed tomatoes. That reminds me of a book I read about an uh, expedition where all the I think everyone ended up dying. And it was because they had just started using the lead cans mm-hmm. for like the the fruits and vegetables and yep. stuff. And so when the guys started getting, was it scurvy you get if you don't have enough fruits and vegetables? Yeah, scurvy. That's why that it was so, like citrus was a big deal. Yeah, so they're they're eating, um, you know, they're eating a bunch of the like you know cheapest food that they can store easily on the ship. I guess like potatoes or a bunch of starches, right? Yeah. And then when, as guys started getting sick or getting scurvy, or whatever, they're like, oh, let's. Okay, this guy needs like some yeah, like some canned you know whatever, oranges, peaches, whatever, like the good food. But when they fed them that, like they just started that whole like using lead cans and it was leaking into their fruits and so then the 
once you got on the good food, like you were dead, and it just killed the whole the whole crew. I think eventually, I don't know. Pretty bad. The more you know. What is it that North Carolina is known for? Like the Raleigh region? Hmm. It's not apples. Is it tomatoes? Tomato? No, it's sweet potatoes. Oh, yeah, did you know that? Sure. Mm, I think they're different. I could be wrong. But like sweet potatoes in North Carolina are, I think it's, I think it's their number one crop. Hmm. Huh? Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, sweet potatoes are so good. Um, it depends on how they're made. I'm, I'm kind of a take it or leave it on sweet potatoes. Sweet potato fries with some caramel dipping sauce. No. Mwah. No. Mwah. For dessert? Chef's kiss. No, as a side. With like a burger or something? Uh, I don't want caramel dipping sauce with, with a burger. With a grilled chicken Tabor sandwich. City, North Carolina has the uh, Yam Festival. Okay. So. Maybe they are the same thing. No, it's they're just, different. Okay. They are slightly different. Sweet potatoes but I guess they would yams. grow in the same soil. I'm sure soil. they're similar. Yeah. They're not the same? No, they're, they're a little bit different. Yams have rough, dark brown skin that's often compared to tree bark, and their flesh is dry and starchy like a regular potato. Sweet potatoes have smooth, reddish skin, softer flesh when cooked, and a sweet flavor. Hmm. The more you know. Have I been eating yams this whole time and just never knew? Could be. Uh, I don't. They don't tip. I think they fry different. So if you're having sweet potato fries, you're probably having actual sweet potatoes. Yeah, but like, mm. does that say they're more starchy or less starchy? Yeah, it doesn't say. You said soft flesh for yams, though. No, for sweet potatoes. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, my grandparents lived in the uh, the furniture area, you know, capital of North Carolina, over there, like you know, like Thomasville and that stuff. What about the Christmas tree portion? Ooh, where's that? Like Brevard, I think. Oh, no, that's that's close like to up, where I grew up. Up through Boone and all that. You ever been on that drive? Brevard. Every other every other other side of a hill is just nothing but Christmas trees. Had to go to Blowing Rock one time for a family reunion. That I was, think I went there once. I didn't go to fun. the actual rock. We ran out this like whole like camp or whatever, but you know, Blowing Rock's like way up in the mountains, so. They're like, yeah, we don't need air conditioning up here. It's always cool. Yep, not that weekend. It was awful. Blowing Rock's a cool little town, though. Not when you have no AC and it's 95 degrees. Uh, true. Yeah. It's, it's a struggle. We'll come back. Final segment, hour two next. Final segment, hour number two. Hickman chopped pork or pulled pork? Pulled. Yep, pulled. Give me the bigger chunks. You know what I mean? Yeah. North Carolina barbecues, chop. Very fine. Now you know. Hmm. Yeah, I don't like it. You've never had it. Yeah, I have. I've been to North Carolina. Did you have a barbecue sandwich? No. <sighs> Probably at some point. I just don't need a lot of barbecue. I know. You don't like barbecue and you don't like chicken. I'm coming around to barbecue a lot, actually. But Oh, yeah? Yeah. Good. Good for you. Specifically ribs. Hmm. Well, okay. 
You didn't like ribs for a while? Mm. Mm. Hit or miss. Hit or miss. Burn, I mean, yeah, you can have bad anything, really. Burn-ins, though. I mean, talk about They're soaring with their value in my life. Burn-ins. Burn-ins? Yeah. Where does that come from? I don't know. Brisket. Brisket, okay. That's what I thought, but wasn't sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that actually might be better than ribs. Burn-ins or brisket? Burn-ins. I'm not a big brisket guy. What? Yeah. You don't like brisket? Not a big fan. Why? I think the best brisket I've had is probably the one on the Arby sandwich. He's hopeless. Yep. Can't do anything. I haven't had that one though. In fairness, it might be it might be really good. It might be really good. I would take it over some of the nicer barbecue places brisket I've had. Brad Rose says barbecue nachos is how he ranks his barbecue places. Some good barbecue nachos hit. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Used to love the ones at Aubrey's, and then they got rid of it everywhere for no reason. Mm. Now they do like chili nachos. I, mean, I like chili, yeah, but it's not the same. Mm-hmm. Be a, uh, you ever had a beer butt chicken? Mm, don't think so. You should try those. You could make those on the grill. They'd be fun. You'd enjoy it. I'm sorry, Nate. Go on. I was just saying this all started because you don't want to go to Missouri. Correct. Yeah. I, would, I've, I mean, I've I been to Missouri. It's it's fine. Just well, not, not watch a football game. No. It doesn't even feel like an SEC game when, when the game is nope. at Missouri. It doesn't. It really doesn't. It's a, it's a weird... They got that like rock M in the end zone. Yeah, I've been in the room sometimes where somebody that doesn't know walks in. They're like, "Oh, is it snowing there?" It's like, no, they're it's just like no, they're white just rocks. It's a lot of good, valuable real estate there that could be, you know, Cause seats. It, yeah, because it kind of looks not like, that they'd fill them, but because it kind of looks like you know maybe it snowed and they cleared the turf field off, you know, and that's like piled up snow in mm. the end zone. But mm-hmm. it's I was like, no, it's like sixty degrees there today. And apparently, like when they first. Joined the SEC, night games there were terrible because their lights were so bad. Yeah, it was like that, I remember that it was like yellow and not very bright, and they, had and like they didn't. Four big yeah, lights. they didn't have enough it's of like them. High school, so field. it was like certain parts of the field almost were in the dark. Mm-hmm. They're just they're second rate. Yeah. Why did we add them? Uh, we were trying to get the the SEC. I say we. The SEC was trying to capture that St. Louis TV market. I've been to St. Louis. A couple times now. I don't feel like anyone there actually cares about Missouri. They're they're mad the Rams left. They love their baseball. And they do love the Cardinals. I, I mean, the there's one guy. He's more excited about watching the Billikens play basketball than Missouri. Well, how could you be excited about watching Missouri play football? I, I don't. Yeah. Their basketball team's good. I like their new coach a lot. <sighs> Big turnaround there. Underrated. Hmm. Just saying. I mean, there's so many other teams. We, I, I know TV markets. Yeah, sounds good on paper. I just don't know how many eyeballs you're actually getting. I don't think enough. Yeah, that's why we know. now went and got uh, Texas and Oklahoma. See, like that makes sense, but that was a bigger step out there. It was a big step. I mean, it would have been better just to have like those year two after this like coming a, year, right? Like West Virginia or somebody. Is that the year after this? 
right? 2024? So are we getting those two teams the same year as the 12-team playoff starts? Yeah. That's a brave new world. It'll be new it'll be something. So we'll have a new schedule and a higher likelihood of making the playoff. I mean, everybody will. But especially us with our $9 million man, Josh Eipel. Yeah, he, I mean, he's, he better have us in the top ten. Better make the playoff. Yeah. Or we'll be underachieving. 